and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today, we are talking about season two, episode seven. I can't believe we're this far along, actually. And uh, I really mm-hmm. like this episode. This is great. This is our post-Layla world, and we're going to talk about it at length. I'm not drinking tea, but I just had a cider, which is like water and flavor and carbonation. So that's almost tea. A cider? That's amazing. I love cider. It was good. One of my favorite drinks. I do not have a drink currently, but I would like to have a gin and tonic just because it's a long weekend and I want to celebrate since <laughs> today. <laughs> Yay! Except, unfortunately, it's for Columbus Day, which has a better name here. I'm surprised you guys get Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. It's called Race Day. So it's like the day that we celebrate racial diversity in theory. Hmm. That's nice. Um, But it sounds very horrible when you translate it into English. I really like (laughs) It's we're, we're taping this uh, well past my bedtime at 9 p.m. Eastern time, so I don't have a drink, although I probably should have some form of caffeine if I'm going to make it through. So guys, make sure we have hot takes, so I'm all the way awake. We'll do. Okay. We'll do. We'll they, just, like, like randomly scream at certain intervals so that you stay awake. Or better yet, Sophia can make some claim that I have to verify. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> Sophia, make really random statements she has to argue with. Okay, okay. I I confess that I watched this episode last night before falling asleep, and then I actually fell asleep during the end, so I had to watch the rest this morning when I woke up. (laughs) We're having sleep issues as a group here. (laughs) There's a big chance that there'll be something that I say and that it's not entirely true. So keep an eye out or an ear out, I guess, as we Yes, I'm here. I'm awake. I'll catch it. And I'll, and I'll <laughs> All right. So now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. Okay, so to recap, and I have to confess, when I started watching this episode, I kind of forgot where we left off last episode. So I had to quickly remind myself that Layla was fatally stabbed the previous episode by the yeah by the dagger much to Hakan's unending tears as we can see this episode so Hakan is on some sort of rooftop crying weirdly decides to burn the shirt which I don't know what he thinks that's going to do or like throws it into a bunch of ashes and as well as the dagger and the necklace and he's just like moping around about how he's like the worst and how like the life that he had imagined with Layla was never is never going to come to fruition. Then we cut to a scene that I thought was entertaining and confusing, um, which is Ruya is sitting at a bar, and Levant is coincidentally there. Wink, wink on the coincidence part. She literally just starts like heckling this guy, saying like, "Stop looking at me, you creep! Like, why are you leering at me? What's your problem? Like, stop looking at me." I, there, I, there I was thinking that she was going to have a random one night stand, but no, she's causing drama and chaos in this bar in Bayolu, it seems, or somewhere in that area. So they run off in the night and spend the night together doing, like, not in a house, like, somewhere around the city doing whatever, because the next day she's wearing the same clothes. I don't know what they were doing anyway. Um, <laughs> It doesn't seem sexual, though. I don't know. Because they are just, like, on the streets. That would have been a really fun, like, montage. Just, like, running around the streets at night doing, I don't know, heckling people, I guess. Because that's what those two would do. (laughs) Causing Um, causing arguments on the street for no reason. (laughs) Yeah, causing mischief around Istanbul. So then uh, we go back to the cistern where our friend, is it Serdar? He's in Muzdad. I think it is Serdar. So he's back after his mysterious absence last episode. And Azra Zaren Zainab's there. And there's an announcement on TV from Ruya, who they find out has now overtaken uh, Faisal's company, Javidan. And she's saying that they found this substance or they did this process or something that's going to revolutionize the world. Which Oh, and, and they entered the healthcare industry and it's something related to healthcare. 
I'm having a hard time following what that could be because it seems so broad, um, but we can discuss it. And so then Zainab, like finally it clicks where she knows Hakan is at a terrace in the Grand Bazaar. So she goes to visit him and kind of like tries to talk to him. But of course, Hakan is like extremely upset at her because she just killed the love of his life. And he feels like he can't protect anyone and he just like hurts everyone that he finds. So he says, you know, like, leave me alone. I'm going to go like do my battle on my own. As he said countless times in this TV show, honestly, <laughs> like we should have like a penny for each time Hakan says he's going to do everything on his own because he doesn't want to hurt the ones he loves. It would not um, exceed our um, vast podcast revenue. I just want to say <laughs> <laughs> that, that amount of money is not a lot compared to how much money we make off of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, well, Hakan leaves and storms out and Zeynep takes the opportunity to grab the artifacts because finally, after almost two seasons, we've learned that the artifacts must be taken care of <laughs> and not left um, to be grabbed by random immortals in, who are very savvy some, most times, not always. So then Ruya arrives after her nightly adventures to the house and Faisal is there and says like, oh, wow, I'm really surprised that you're the CEO of Javidan and you don't have security. Like, I just walked into your house. This is very weird. And this scene, I think, again, I think the most interesting thing about the show is now the relationship between Faisal and Ruya. So Ruya basically like, like this is this whole implication that, of course, she was with someone else. And Ruya basically says like, yeah, maybe I was with someone else. But like, you know, this is all part of the plan. And once we get our goal, you and I are going to be together forever. And I mean, that seems very untrue on her part. It seems like Faisal believes it to a certain extent. And then Ruya has a conversation with Madigan. Like they are in the car. I remember where they're going. And she like basically says she doesn't trust Faisal and she's going to try and use him uh, to get there, to get what they need. And he like, has a weird love for mortals that she doesn't understand because Faisal is is also quite upset about Leela's death, which is also, I mean, we can discuss it, but it's also weird to me. And so, you know, he, like Madigan and Julia have this whole conversation where it's clear that the two of them have their eyes on the prize and Faisal clearly did not see things the same way as they did. So they're going their own way. So then we see Levant uh, trying to go into the pharmacy and Zainab like berating him and saying like, you're not welcome here, get, get out. Like, I hate you kind of, which unfortunately kind of gives him the free time to go and look for Ruya once more. So then Hakan is in the Faisal looking to kill Ruya and with all of his deadly weapons. But I don't know, somehow Faisal manages to trap him in this weird cage and I mean Hakan manages to get loose whatever but in this whole struggle he finds out his artifacts are working like Faisal is able to cut his arm and yeah he's able to cut his arm and but then he manages to escape but now we know that the artifacts are not working few sequences um, have been so tailor-made to reveal an important plot point as that one was <laughs> truly just waste of everyone's time anyway we can get into that later (laughs) (laughs) true so then i don't know if i mentioned this before but when zainab grabbed the artifact she found like a blue symbol on the shirt which everyone was very curious about and the loyal ones decided to go and see the one descendant again plot related one descendant of the makers of the artifact that will reveal to them what happened and basically what we find out is that if someone with immortal blood or no if an immortal is involved with someone with the protector's blood then the artifacts lose all value so basically this relationship between Levant and Ruya is ruining everything for everyone and so Faisal basically realizes this like he connects the dots and he has this conversation with Ruya where they reference a scene with Pidaye that was like in earlier episodes where she's having sex with the protector and kills him. And we find out that basically she was able to kill him or it's easier for them to kill them when they're having a sexual relationship with them. Or like, yeah, I don't know if it's sexual necessarily, but when they have some sort of relationship, the magic stops working. So 
um important plot point and basically Ruya had said before like I'm not like Pidaye I'm not gonna like prostitute myself or I don't know what's the right word like hit myself out and have sex with some with the protector or someone in their lineage just to make our mission easier like she wasn't gonna cheapen herself I think is the word that they use I don't remember but in any case basically she like went back on what she had said to Faisal many many years ago what was it like 600 years before or something Isgi, you can fact check me whenever you want. Um, <laughs> good job so keeping far, it so awake. good, Sophia. <laughs> so then I can't remember if that weird room that Faisal traps Hakan in is in the Faisal. I am assuming it, it has to be because if not, the whole sequence wouldn't make sense. So then Faisal and no, not Faisal. Um, Hakan like goes to kill Madigan and Julia and he sees Seinep and Madigan comes out of the room. Like he's about to go in to kill these immortals which i guess it hadn't clicked to him that his utensils his talismanic objects weren't working and we know he's not very smart (laughs) just now i'm realizing how like non-sequitory that is because like he literally just got caught when he had the shirt on and he has like a flashing blue symbol on his chest (laughs) um in any case (laughs) He goes to try and kill Megan. Megan, like he, 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 like beats up the security guard at the door. So Megan comes out and is like calling the security guard and trying to figure out if he's there. The security guard is obviously nowhere to be found. Uh, but Zainab arrives, and then so Zainab hides, but Megan finds her. So Hakan goes to defend her and like stabs Megan. Like we can see the dagger actually coming out on the other side of him. Like he stabs him on the front and it comes out on his back. But no Megan orange goo. Is like, no orange goo. No, uh, nothing on is, there at all. Yeah, It's surprisingly alive. I don't remember how they managed to get away from him, actually. I'm sorry. That I'm terrible. Um, uh, Zainab hits him with a fire extinguisher, like, multiple right. times. Okay, like, yeah. three times. Yeah. And he's, like, very, very, like, uh, thrown off by it. He's like, what is this object? It's very heavy. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they feel pain and if they sleep. But that's another question. So basically they managed to escape and they're like in the cistern and Zainab is, is, is like, uh, what's it called? Like tending to Hakan's wounds. Cause he actually also got wounded in the, in the torso. I think he was like, sem- yeah, he was like stabbed a little bit by, by Megan. And so Faisal comes in and says like, I'm on your side now. And he brings a vial of whatever, they're gonna launch from Javadan. So that's how the episode ends. Yep. So per usual, our characters are really winning at life. <laughs> Doing a great job. Oh man, yeah. going to move on into our banter gossip spilling the non-existent tea about this episode <laughs> there's no tea because we already spilled all of it we shouldn't we're over the limit more <laughs> and yet here we are every episode i have an important question and it is um how does levant not know what ruya looks like dude yeah like you're yep. right she's on tv like two seconds like after he's like flirting with her also like i thought that the talismanic objects would not work if they were like having a sexual relationship but by the time they don't work the first time it doesn't seem like they've had sex yet so now i'm very confused it's like an emotional bond i think it's like not necessarily or they just banged in the elevator they did bang in the no because the elevator was after was after the the night they spent together like that first night but the so, elevator was also like that was also when the the ridiculous like cage sequence happened right it was like the same time <laughs> yeah that yeah, cage yeah. sequence was so dumb they so were cartoon. intercutting it yeah i lost it when that was out of like a nicholas yeah <laughs> it was so nicholas funny. cage movie yeah <laughs> Like some cheesy 90s action movie. Save the Declaration of Independence right after it. 
<laughs> also, also, also in line with. <laughs> oh my god! Also, like, why I'm I'm very annoyed that these new rules start coming up that like apparently have always been known, but apparently the new cohort of loyal ones does not have all this information at hand somehow. Right. Well, and we did know. Ask people. We saw in the flashback, right, that the objects don't work if you're in love with the person, because that's what Piraya did. So they had set no, but the groundwork there. No, he wasn't wearing a shirt. We didn't. That's yeah, why. he wasn't wearing the shirt. So we were, yeah. like, really angry, remember? And someone his kids said were at around. some point. Uh, yeah, you're right. But someone said at some issu- point that it I issued work. a spoiler, yes. That was me. That was oh. my fault. Y'all shouldn't have known that. <laughs> I'm just assuming that what Eski said was actually on the show. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, but I, I think I think they definitely... Oh, so definitely sorry definitely on this episode they said that like oh i'm not like pidaye so like they're referencing pidaye but i don't know if it's referencing that same 1600s protector or if it was a, a like a, a next generation protector mm-hmm. and also like this whole discussion that they have about like oh faisal he's like like there's no reason to respect him like he's he's just in love with mortals and just an idiot and it's like dude he was the last immortal for 30 years alone clearly yeah he's a much he's much better at his job than you guys who good all got point killed. good point they're definitely it not giving him enough credit i can't believe you're arguing I, on faisal's behalf right now <laughs> i just feel bad agree. for him he no you're right character he, turn and he also like killed that guy with them all watching just like with one hand right when they all first came back so clearly he's got some moves but i definitely a lot of moves i'm digging the whole like drunk disheveled faisal who hates ruya and wants to get revenge agreed it's way more entertaining than lovesick twitter-pated faisal (laughs) oh god (laughs) you love that word so much and it just makes me feel like like i have a butterfly on my cheek for some reason Oh, that's a nice feeling. Yeah, <laughs> like not a bad. Thing. I know, but it's weird. Sammy I know. I, I just, it. <laughs> I just get an an image of like batting eyelashes or a butterfly. It's weird. <laughs> it's just confusing. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My brain works in weird ways. <laughs> if you hadn't found out yet, I have like a high level comment, which is just. I'm really loving Ruya as the big bad. I think she's awesome. And I don't know why they've been hiding her for so long behind the wifey okay. facade. They didn't think to do this until like very recently. Is what my <laughs> yeah, they hired a new writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maggot's yeah. pretty useless I- at this point, even though he seemed to be like scary and evil. Well, he made the formula by mixing blue food dye into water. So <laughs> that's not an innovator. I don't know who it was. It was like blue paint. <laughs> it was really what the fuck I remember. Now, what the okay, fuck I just connected people? the dots. I just connected the dots. I hadn't connected the dots that that substance was the same thing from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what the fuck did they The have blue that? mystery chemical you did. <laughs> this is the part where you fell asleep, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what an idiot. But that makes a lot of sense. Oh, man. I am... I, I'm, I'm again digging it. I do think Madigan is like the henchman and that's what his, he's always been with like his weird um, machine gun for part of, well, <laughs> the Rip Jalon episode and like he was like a character. But I want to see Vizier. Like we haven't, or how, how do I, I can't say that word without saying it with like an English accent. Like how um, do you say v- that with a Turkish accent? Okay. I'll try god also like how did how did ruya have the intel on the vent or did just faisal like tell her that he existed and she just went and looked for him that was a weird meeting and i know it wasn't obviously like coincidental but yeah i was wondering about that too but now that you bring it up like he and faisal had that deal right so i'm sure ruya knew about it and knew he was a low life and also apparently like a huge sap 
who can like fall in love in the course of like <laughs> yeah. 18 hours or whatever it was. But yeah, Rui is like the most flexible personality of anyone. He can really conform <laughs> to any plot change of events. Yeah. I mean, I think also Rui is a very good manipulator and she mm-hmm. knows how to use like her physical appearance mm-hmm. to like charm guys. Um, and I think that's part of like what's made her an interesting character like she's really taken ownership of herself where she used to be like there for somebody else's purposes or somebody else's like development now she's just like an actual character who's actually taking the lead and I think hadn't I had I maybe predicted that I thought Faisal was gonna go to um Hakan's side like when they started saying all this stuff, like in the previous episodes, Medigan and Pidai yeah. were like, yeah, Faisal and, and Ruyan, their stupid relationship and whatever. So I, I definitely think they were setting that up. And I think it's a good road for the show to take because otherwise, like having Faisal be the villain forever was just not going to be sustainable over several seasons. Yeah, I mean, the the protector's team needs a rigor, like they are so bad at their jobs. It, it, so the show bad. would be over tomorrow if they didn't start to give them some help in some form. And I guess Faisal is going to be that help. Totally agree. Yeah. I think we should talk about the Layla of it all, which oh yeah, Hakan got over her and started back flirting with Zeynep in approximately 20 minutes. Yeah, I think, I think, well, I got the feeling more that he was just like kind of over it. You know, he was not over it, but like, like, okay, I need to put that like on hold because I actually have a duty and like what they've always told him, but he goes like on and off. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely on like revenge, revenge mode right now, but I do feel like, like we got the moaning, crying, trying to burn all the shit Hakan, but then he got over it pretty quickly, (laughs) more quickly than I expected him to. We don't know how many days he's been lost. Didn't they say for two days? Two days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Like two days crying on a roof, staring at a fire. That's <laughs> probably enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, before you like go insane. But for me, the most confusing part is Layla is more sad than, I mean, if Faisal is more sad about Layla than Haka. Yeah. He's such a freaking creep, that guy. Like, ew. <laughs> You know, Faisal cared about her. Ew. <laughs> in a weird grooming to be your vampire apostle kind of way. Yeah. Also, how'd you guys feel about the insight that like the talismanic objects obviously as we've discussed don't work when you have an emotional bond with when the protector has an emotional bond with an immortal, but like the magic is smart enough to know that Leila isn't a real immortal or she's like a second gen immortal. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, that was weird. Yeah. That was never explained. Ozra, Ozra like kind of mentioned in the park and then like hints her and Zeynep were like, oh, of course. And yeah, there was a it. little bit of like awkward plot exposition between Ozra and Zeynep. Yeah. Because that's all Ozra is good for. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I I, think the exceptions to the magic is cool. I wish that it had been in the form of Layla. Having it just be, like, Levant is, I feel like, just using him for a plot device even, yeah. and, like, definitely not advancing his character at all. Yeah. Yeah, it would have well, been... Also- Hakan was, you know, conflicted between his duty and the love of his life like truly truly like that mm-hmm. in that way but yeah it's like oh his his dickhead brother oh well <laughs> classic levant <laughs> yeah no and, and especially because th- that that character as as you guys have mentioned before is just going to be there to supply any plot function that can't be advanced in any other way you know like he yeah, was the one yeah, who saved the yeah. day on the on the plague uh grasshoppers and then he's the one who broke Hakan out of the hospital somehow. Mm-hmm. And now he's the one who fucked up everything. And then he was the one who lost the shirt and killed Jaylan, who was like the most universally loved character on the show. Like, Yeah, know. yeah, good point. Like justice for Jaylan, again, we need to not forget that he <laughs> murdered a little girl. 
Oh no, it sounds so horrible when you say it like that, but it, it was, <laughs> it was horrible. horrible. <laughs> but again, that episode was like useless also. Like if you think about the episodes and that's also, I guess you probably if you've been listening to the episode noticed that I was certainly very frustrated with some of the episodes and that was one of the episodes. And I think the previous one and the one after were just like not advancing the plot, not doing anything, creating this conflict that is, is per- like has no purpose. Like there's no reason why they had to kill Jaylan mm-hmm. because it doesn't serve a purpose afterwards. Like he just right, forgives them. Her death doesn't like, motivate just, anything. They just yeah. kept, like probably the actress was like, okay, I have a better show to do. Like, bye. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was getting quite frustrated with the show at that point, but I think now it's like starting to pick up a lot more and, and get kind of interesting again. Yeah. I really like this episode. So what do you guys think is the substance? What? I mean, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly topical. For its uh, prophetic <laughs> tendencies. Or they, know, or they finally... Be, it has to be something where they can infect or like shoot it into a couple of people and then it like kills everyone in Istanbul. So... Or they're, they're finally making their zombie immortal army. Yeah, yeah, could that definitely be, that would be, be zombies. A cool plot point. Yeah, yeah. Except, like, I feel like all the immortals' plans are gonna get foiled ter- too early on to make them interesting to watch. Because, like, the crickets, like, it was a huge buildup, but obviously they were <laughs> like, it wasn't gonna infect anyone yeah. because it would have been too much, I guess, and like uncontainable. So it just stopped. All like, I think this show is like very much like that. It kind of jolts you with like moments, and then yeah. The moments don't transcend but it just like it's very shocking like i Jaylon's totally agree and, and to like your earlier point about jaylon like they could have instead of killing off a main character they could have been like oh no a little bit of this got out and killed a thousand people in istanbul and it would have had the same impact and we would have gotten to keep a fun <laughs> character that we liked what a good trade-off <laughs> i know <laughs> I was gonna say that's a pretty um, intense version of the what's the the trolley problem? problem? Yeah, the trolley problem. <laughs> one thousand fictional Istanbulites and uh, one <laughs> Jaylan. Yeah, one Jayla. <laughs> Save Jaylan. <laughs> oh my god, Our we're getting so like philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crickets. I can't get over how dumb. <laughs> that plot point also was so dumb. Makes me I can't very even, mad. I don't even want to comment on the blue liquid because I don't remember what this liquid was for. <laughs> but like, there are so many like subsequent events that I'm thinking of that would be just major spoilers, and we know that I don't have a great track record, so I don't remember what this blue liquid was <laughs> and. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I think you guys are right, though. It's probably going to get foiled in the next episode, and then we'll be twiddling our thumbs until another useless, uh, loyal one somehow foils another genius plan <laughs> by the immortals, yeah. miraculously. <laughs> How did you guys feel about um, Hakan's, like, angsty trip to the bench where Memo died and then seeing the children and the tourists and being like, there's something worth fighting for? Oh, so stupid. <laughs> Realistic. But then I had beautiful. I had a question. <laughs> I had a question, and it was, you know, like looking back onto what was the name of the of the guy who shot him, Tekin, or like the guy who was looking from the window. Oh yeah, the crooked yeah. Cop. something like, like I think that. So yeah, and he like Mazar was giving him orders, and mm-hmm. then Faisal was giving him orders. But, like, how did they justify why they had to kill Memo and, like, why they had to do all this really elaborate shit at that point? I don't know. Like, did, did they think it was for money or... Because Mazar was also, like, weirdly principled in his horribleness. And I don't think he would... Well, he did kill the rival businessman for no reason. Also, things that, like, have no connection to the season. And, again shocking things happened and there was no follow-through on like to them like Hakan lost his best friend Memo and like well I guess he still cries about all the people he's lost and stuff but still 
like no plot advancement like no no plot really purpose whatsoever i mean i can't believe that we got a memo shout out in the episode after layla dies like it was she that unimportant no but i think the memo shout out is contingent on the layla events because it just makes him remember all the people he's lost and he's like failed Hmm. if that makes sense yeah, I get what you're saying. I just feel like my girl Layla wasn't given her due in this episode. <laughs> like she was one of the major three characters in this show. And you have to remember so- that Memo was a dude and Layla was a woman. <laughs> so really, like, why are we even arguing about oh this? Oh my God, you're so <laughs> well, correct. Also, this is going to be quite controversial, but... I'm ready. I'm awake. Here we go. I'm ready to negate. <laughs> I like. I guess they've brought her back a bunch of times, so I just have the expectation that they're going to bring Layla back again. Oh God. No. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Actually. I hope not. <laughs> oh no! SG, I thought that was going to be what's going to rile you up. And it's like the next. The next blue liquid is going to be the one that resurrects. <laughs> You're ready, guys. She's going to be part of the zombie army created with this blue liquid. Also, like, if, you know, indeed they're going to create a zombie army, like, what took them so goddamn long to do that? Again, why have they not quashed humanity? I mean, maybe, like, they've been waiting for scientific and technological advancements to advance to the point where, like, weapons of mass destruction were easily available to members of the public. Yeah, Maybe this is a commentary on the expanding masks. power of science and technology in our society. Oh, don't wear masks, guys. Oh my god. That's the bottom line here. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. <laughs> Just the words right out of your mouth, Sam. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, troll over. Please wear masks, everyone. Don't go into crowds. Stop being fucking idiots. We're not going to get this thing otherwise. Thank you Completely for this PSA. Agree. Thank yeah. you. Important, important information. This for episode is sponsored by Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, this episode sponsors Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> that last name just is one of the things that I think about, like being a non-native English speaker. It's one of those things that the pronunciation makes absolutely no sense. And how would you say it's so um, Fauci, like that's how I read it in my head. Oh. Can we have a segment of this show where we talk about him? Like for like two minutes? No, but I do think, no. I think that he would make a good like Kemal or um, Emir's dad. Fauci? Serdar character. Yeah. Fauci? Like kindly old man. <laughs> he's got that on lock. But he has like a fire in him. Like he's not afraid to fight people. Exactly. <laughs> he's like the loyal one that absolutely nobody deserves on this show. But... <laughs> Is their only oh, hope. Like Kemal 2.0. Kemal. Yeah. We miss you. Speaking of loyal ones, what happened to Zainab's fashion sense? She's like into the like linen button-down shirts. I mean, that's <laughs> fine. But she's and been wearing that outfit yeah. for a long ass time. <laughs> she used to have like three outfits an episode, and now she's just been wearing this oversized linen it's tough tunic shirt. Oh my god. I mean, God, Leila died. She didn't go to Oxford. I need her to do. Or she more. killed Leila also. And she, she did trash Layla. her apartment, so maybe that's her only clothing <laughs> left. <laughs> Imagine trashing her bags so on much. the flight. Next yeah. episode, she's going to be wearing Azra's spare pastel suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh girl, God. can dream. <laughs> that would be so funny i would pay. <laughs> if that the same hairstyle too <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god that would be so funny i would die i um, wish you guys uh had the same ear for like uh, turkish that i do because azra has the weirdest way of talking that i just haven't put my finger on i think it's just like overly sophisticated tur- like turkish like but she just sounds so pretentious. Really? So, yeah, it's just like this. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think she's. I don't think she's from anywhere other than Turkey. Like I don't think she's like Masar, who clearly like. I mean, in the show is Albanian, and the actors from Germany. 
Uh, it's not like that, but she just has this way of speaking and pronouncing words that is just so, I, I can only describe it as like an over-the-top, like if you were equating it to English, like an over-the-top Queen's English, but like... Like Shit's Creek, the, the mom? Yes, like Moira, yeah. <laughs> I've never watched it, but I feel like I get that energy. I feel like there's people from like the East Coast of the United States who talk, try to talk so fancy that they actually sound British and it's yeah crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's or like Southerners the, too. Southerners, yeah, they're on like the same. There's like, like a spectrum. Schmancy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a theory. This is a major sidebar, but what isn't on this podcast? <laughs> major sidebar. I read this article a few years ago. I could not tell you where I read it or cite the source. So, Sophia, feel free to argue with me. But I read this article <laughs> that um, linguists think that British English at the time of America's, you know, kind of last days of the colonies sounded like present day southern accents or some southern dialects yeah yeah like in the appalachians and stuff like that yeah yeah Yeah. super interesting oh man no one argued with me okay sorry calm sidebar (laughs) no i I think you either you sent us that or we had a discussion about it and it was really interesting yeah okay definitely probably learned it from you good at best yeah that's very possible Again, we have a reappearance of the fake-ass wine, but I'm kind of into Faisal, the wino. I think that that's a good look for him. (laughs) But he's always been a wino. True. Remember when he was having wine with Layla and the Faisal? Yeah, that was really creepy. I'm glad he's not anyone's boss anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm low-key sure that they're going to bring Layla back. Oh, man. She's going to be grody, probably. I don't know, maybe she won't rot like the other immortals. Her eyes didn't do the, like, black thing. Uh, So I don't know. (laughs) Wait, but do the other immortals rot? Because I remember when he opened the graves, like, Rhea's hair was intact. Yeah, they were all, like, fine. Yeah, I don't think they decay. Yeah. But wait, question, do they sleep? Unclear. Very unclear. Like they just spend the night like out, what whatever they're doing, which I just picture them running around. Cause it's so funny. Like I just kept thinking when she runs out of the bar, she has like heels on. Like how do you run through like Istanbul cobble like cobble streets downhill in heels? You'd die. You'd actually die. Unless you're a thousand year old entity who has done that before. (laughs) Yeah, true. She spent a hundred of those years just practicing how to go downhill in heels. She she waited for heels to get invented and then had at it. Yeah. (laughs) Faisal and Ruya's fight, final fight, hopefully, when he was like, I liked you more when you were dead. That was cool. That was was enlightening as to his views towards women and their being easier to get along with when they're dead yeah not his not his best moment but he hasn't been having a lot of great moments lately (laughs) true oh and then i wanted to shout out i think levant says something about like sue gibby gets gal something along those lines Mm -hmm. i wondered if esgi could enlighten us because in the english subtitles it looks weird what he said what did he say Something along those lines. It was translated as like, maybe he'll come back soon, like water or something like that, you know? Uh, Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know exactly what he said. The phrase I just said is is what people will say when someone's, it's like a traditional thing to say if someone's going away for a while. So whether it be going to do military service or going for a long trip or... Uh, well not anymore going for a long trip uh, (laughs) or even moving to another um, you know location you would say like you know you're leaving like water like you're like if you imagine like water rushing away like a river or something but likewise you can imagine the water or like a wave coming back like it goes and it comes back so I think that's the symbolism obviously it's very like it took me so many words to explain that in English. It didn't translate well. But I don't remember exactly what Levan said, so he might not have exactly used that turn of phrase, but that, it would be that kind of analogy that he was trying to make. Thank you. 
everyone should just learn Turkish so enough to do that again. That was very painful. <laughs> I think it'll take every, even if everyone starts right now, we still got a lot of podcast episodes before they're fluent. <laughs> Dang it. True. Were you really sad that the watercolor painting got destroyed? I was downright destroyed. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dramatic. Somebody like you like went at it with a knife, and, and like, then a the security signal. guards were like, "No, <laughs> yeah, this masterpiece." <laughs> God, that painting, as you mentioned last episode, it was just the cheapest, most annoying-looking painting. Glad its plot purposes are done. <laughs> are we done with that section? I think so. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So now we're going to move on to our history section, which I guess is also our explaining section because we're not going to talk about history today, but we're <laughs> going to talk about Istanbul nightlife today because as we heard, Ruya is a big fan of going out all night and cheating on Faisal. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, is she cheating unfaithful. though? We've never, we've never established if they actually are married. They have the same last name according to that news conference that was held because she was introduced oh, as good point. Ria Adam. But also, can't they just forge documents? Can't they just assume fake identities? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, what is marriage in their culture? We don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Love is a construct, as is humanity and the immortals. <laughs> it's all a construct. <laughs> okay, I'm done talking after the rest of this podcast after that bullshit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, so Istanbul has a lot of nightlife, normally. We're talking non-COVID times, obviously. I mean, even right now, people don't give a shit, so just yeah. <laughs> people are out and about. So basically, any time of night you're out and about, there's people having fun, eating, drinking, making merry. My favorite place to go at night is um, on the Asian side, I forget the name of the street, but where all the Mehanes are. Um, it's, it's, yeah, Mehane Street. Like, okay, Mehane Street, yeah. yeah. There's like all of these restaurants in a row. You sit outside. It's like super crowded. You eat fish and you drink raka. And um, it's just really fun scene for people watching and eating good food. And I really enjoy going there. There's also a lot of good rooftop bars in Istanbul. Obviously, Istanbul is a beautiful city, so having a view of the skyline and the rivers and everything is really desirable. There's also a lot of concerts, as as Guy mentioned. She's definitely more of an expert on that than we are, but there's a lot of good music. Yeah, the music scene has just a, a brief history of like the parts of town where you could see good concerts previously and what that looks like now. Well, not now, now, but like in recent years, um, Beulu used to be kind of the, the Mecca for live music. Um, Beulu is a neighborhood that's gone through a few different phases throughout its history. So in the early 1900s, it was, and before it was kind of the center of both <laughs> expat life Beulu used to be kind of the the posh, also more European, foreign, foreign, let's say in scare quotes, center of Istanbul. And then it kind of fell into disrepair a little bit, like when what my parents' generation more was kind of a sketchier part of the city. There were there was nightlife, but it wasn't really the nightlife respectable people wanted to get involved with. Um, and then from the late 90s early 2000s on until early 2010s it was the center of I would say the center of quote-unquote respectable nightlife so bars um, mainstream bars um, mainstream concert venues all of that really thrived in Beyoğlu after the Gezi protests in particular the Gezi Park protests in 2013 it kind of began a decline of the Beyoğlu district for, I mean, a number of reasons. It's not simply just damage from the protests. There's a lot of politics that went into that and kind of the government, you know, or the more conservative party that's been in power for uh, almost two decades in Turkey now kind of, you know, influenced the reshaping of that neighborhood. So now it's very touristy, but it's not necessarily a nightlife spot. Uh, there aren't very many 
bars that used to be open like 10 years ago that are still open there. A lot of them moved to the Asian side. So Sammy mentioned a, a very old kind of nightlife fun spot on the on the Asian side in Kaldukei, but also uh, Moda, which is uh, another neighborhood within Kaldukei district, ha has seen a lot of those bay old bars move basically they've they use the same name but they moved across uh to the other side of the city and also a lot of these like big concert venues as i mentioned in the last episode i think big big concert venues big performance halls have opened up um like theaters and stuff in shopping centers so the nightlife scene is definitely quite different even from 10 years ago um and we were the three of us were living in istanbul six more than six years ago uh, even since then it's changed a lot so thankfully uh, there's still demand and there's still um, excitement around that kind of thing but it's yeah the geographic location is ever-changing so if you if you're going to Istanbul post-covid please don't don't do that now like don't go out to bars and stuff now but post-covid uh, definitely do your research and uh, see where see where the action is yeah, I would say like, like most big cities, but Istanbul in particular, you can pretty much find anything. So if like a pub is your vibe or a nice restaurant is your vibe, or if you want to go to a giant dance club or anything in between, um, Istanbul has like the best of the best for that. Yeah. They also have some interesting drug food, which is <laughs> not my favorite, but let's see. So there's Media Dolma. So Love it. Um, mussels that are like stuffed with like a mixed rice filling that are super popular as a drunk food. And then also um, Islak burger. So oh. hamburgers with some sort of sauce. It's like a, it's like a sloppy joe. Yeah. I mean, kind of the same, the same consistency. Yeah. Not my favorite <laughs> either. No, <laughs> but there's also lots of delicious food available at any time because it is Istanbul. And I mean, like that, that, that guy who was working for Mostar was selling rice with chicken. Mm, in a cart that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's, drunk food. That's a good drunk food. And also hangover tip um, or hangover prevention tip, have a glass of pickle juice. You can get yourself a glass of pickle juice almost anywhere um in turkey in any kind of neighborhood there's it'll be a it's it's called uh the turkish word is soju. so soju is like pickle vinegary thing so pickle juice is very good for um curing or preventing a hangover so you'll find them around areas with bars and restaurants too i think i'd rather have the hangover <laughs> it's really it's, pickles are delicious pickle juice <laughs> yeah pickles <laughs> No, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Just and everything me. pickled, like in Turkey has everything pickled and it's so good. Like I remember the pickled um, yes. beets. Yep. One of my favorite things in the world, I think. Big pickle culture, definitely. <laughs> my drink of choice in Turkey is raka, which is kind of like the national liquor, I would say. And it's very similar to a pastis or an ouzo in flavor it's anise flavored and you mix a little bit of raka with water and an ice cube and it turns from clear to like a milky color and it's delicious it's i feel like it's a acquired taste but it's really delicious yeah it's not one I've semi acquired. what yeah i have not acquired that either and what are you Columbia talking about that aguardiente you guys has... drink in colombia is the same thing but it's not su that sweet <laughs> it's anise flavored it's the same it's all no i hate anise flavor i hate like licorice i i also hate anise flavor and aguardiente is kind of like just a thing where you just drink it because like you just do <laughs> yeah the thing um, with the the thing thing is, is like you like have you're to supposed to drink it, it slowly yeah, yeah you're so drinking it to enjoy it you don't shoot it it's not yeah that's not how you drink aguardiente that's why you can hate it and still drink it <laughs> <laughs> well i liked it and drank it <laughs> I like That's the staying like, up on oh. Sammy thing. This is fun. <laughs> Rock is delicious, guys. I would, I would really enjoy, like, you know, I feel like this is a very Turkish, like, islandy or, like, beach thing. Like, being on the water and, like, eating some, like, delicious meze and fish mm -hmm. and then just having, like, a nice glass of rake. But, like, rake has never agreed with me, unfortunately. 
because I think because I would actually like I think the whole experience would be really enjoyable but like I can't enjoy it I haven't found a way to enjoy it <laughs> well we can order you a delicious cocktail or wine I, or beer or something <laughs> yeah because I saw that on there was this island I was on or not island on the remember I don't know if I told you guys what this woman had a business where she made things out of like trash no I don't understand what you're talking about (laughs) wait just give me one second I just want to find out the name of this place that is so beautiful there's this beautiful place where 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 there's mountains of trash (laughs) (laughs) no 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 I I said this woman has a business where she makes things out of like like uh potato chip wrappers and like old wine corks and bottle caps and i think that's what sammy said too you know (laughs) (laughs) fine um our workshop but i need to find the the name of that place you really don't don't. absolutely it's beautiful though it's yeah like sammy said Moral of the story is I absolutely cannot wait for COVID to be over and for us all to go to assemble together and enjoy the nightlife and the day life. It'll be great. And so all the raka. Tall, so. tall glass of pickle juice on me. No. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Ivalik. Okay. Yeah. That's just like a beach town. It's not a pile of garbage. Like you made it sound. So <laughs> I never said that. I just said that there was this woman there who had a business where she made things out of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You're really selling it, Sophia. <laughs> it's a lovely town. Don't, don't listen to Sophia. No, it's really garbage. gorgeous. And that's where I had very delicious meze and people were drinking vodka and I was like, I wish I could enjoy vodka because like I would enjoy this much more. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> good one it's a good we'll work on it we'll work on everyone's rock enjoyment (laughs) i I even bought it in boston once and um i didn't like it (laughs) cool going to move on to our WTF or what the fuck section. Um, I only have a couple this week. My first is what the fuck Faisal for barking at Hakon? Yeah. That was so weird. That was so weird. Also, what's the barking sound in Turkish? I thought it was something that I didn't recognize. It's hov. Hov, hov. Hov, hov. Yeah. Yeah, well, any kind of like, people making animal sounds just always has freaked me out. Like I hate that. Like it's just like <laughs> very disturbing to me. Like don't do it. My soul's going I through think... a really bad breakup, and I understand that. But I don't think barking at someone is ever acceptable. No, no, definitely not. But Go the most make freaky something thing out is... of trash. The most freaky thing is how like the onomatopoeia changes from language to language mm-hmm. for like the same sound. But again, sorry for my sidebar. <laughs> I've been very distracted today. And then my other what the fuck is what the fuck showrunners for cheaping out on showing us Hakon's abs because he changes into the shirt in the cistern and we get like a little bit of like naked back view, but we don't get any front view. And like yes, it was right maybe there. Maybe a dad bod. Maybe Just it's a dad give bod. it to us. I, exactly. I have to confess that I think he's gotten pudgy and I don't know anymore. Those giant ass sweatshirts can't be a coincidence. Yeah, he's fat. <laughs> he's just like a big boy, but I think <laughs> he still has abs. <laughs> a big boy. Sammy, you sound like a mom. A big growing who's boy. A, who's a big boy? <laughs> He's a big protector. <laughs> I think that's how he needs to be talked to. It's true. That's absolutely how, it's like the level of, you know, language he can understand. <laughs> what are you guys' what the fucks? 
um, burning the shirt. Yeah, How did he think bad. that was going to work? That was bad. Ruya just like heckling some poor guy. Who's <laughs> oh my drink. god, I know that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was just assaulted I mean, by her. I don't tend to defend guys in those types of situations, but definitely <laughs> she was, I mean, that was uncalled being, for. Yeah, unnecessary. Unnecessary also for Levan to be- beat everyone up. That's his, um, that's just how he rolls. True, true. He's just unnecessary. They yeah. Like throw that <laughs> whatever what... plot complication emerges. Yeah. True. I mean, I think definitely what the fuck for our loyal ones who keep like not having key information. Time I mean, and time again. is it right to even use the plural? Like, there's three of them, and like Azra <laughs> and Sardar are old enough names. to like qualify for like Medicare or something. Like, come on. <laughs> ARP. <laughs> they have their I've fallen and I can't get up but yeah, they need that <laughs> life alert life alert this episode brought to you by life, life just like walking around the sister and making sure no one's fallen down lately <laughs> terrible that is just <laughs> oh, God. this is what I mean yeah we should we should not have some jokes I apologize in advance <laughs> It's really a function of how useless those two are, not their age. Right. No, it's totally just that Azra is like the most useless human. And I'm sure she was that way when she was five years old, too. <laughs> yeah. My only, my only what the fuck, I, probably to the showrunners, is uh, as Sammy already put so well, just the immense amount of exposition done in that scene in the park where Azra and Zaydep are just walking. Yeah. Um, spilling out not only all the facts they've just learned in a very linear and easy to digest format, but also <laughs> all the potential conflicts of, with that information that could have happened in prior episodes like Leila, etc. And yeah, they just, it's so convenient that they had all those thoughts in the same order that a viewer might. <laughs> no wrapped everything up neatly for us. Thank you. Just kidding. I hated it. <laughs> How dumb. Do, we, do you think we're as dumb as Azra? Like, come on. <laughs> I, I feel bad because i like i feel like i should like azra because she's not a bad person but she's so useless as a character until she becomes like the opposite of ria in like a badass way i don't think she'll be redeemed she's never gonna fight she's gonna get her cream suits dirty like she's not gonna do it i don't need her to physically fight but like at least she should come up with like good strategies and be like good at research and i don't know contribute something also we got to get recruiting like are we ever going to replenish the ranks of the loyal ones and is hawkon ever going to have a child that can replace him i mean i hope they've stolen some of his semen while he was like on the hospital bed some night Just start for me. We got the Sammy evil laugh. WTF Sammy. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, they need to start procreating because these two are really dumb and they're not going to last very long. (laughs) I mean, I don't know who's going to die first between Levant and Hakan. I mean, obviously, for like plot purposes it has to be Levant yeah but like his final if, plot if it were device servant servitude is being killed off yeah I think so yeah and Hakan was like so desperate for his brother's love and then all of a sudden this episode he's like ah he's a loser I know that's also weird yeah add that to the WTF list mainly what Sammy said is <laughs> you're the one who put the word milking into it well I mean it wasn't a very big <laughs> from what you said <laughs> that was awful god oh god okay this is why you need a glass of pickle juice to set yourself right <laughs> I feel like that's also like a snooky reference because she always she wanted pickle juice didn't she she had like pickles stashed under her bed or someone put pickles Ew. Under her bed. Ew. there was like that so I, I do just... love pickles but i would not have pickles stashed under my bed what if they spill yeah it's a pretty strange Ugh. thing to 
stored your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did we do it? Addict. We did it, I think. We did it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We dedicate this episode to the man who Ruya harassed in the bar. We hope that he got therapy and that he's okay now. Um, <laughs> next episode, we will be talking about season two, episode eight. And we'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be great. And maybe Layla will come back to life. Although I really hope not. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 